Welcome to the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day. Hey, how you doing? This is Harold S. Reed Jr., also known as HRJR, your motivational coach. If you don't know what motive action means, motive plus action equals results, and results equals success. All right, let's jump right into it. Uh, no, I've been gone for a couple weeks, but hey, motivation got to come from somewhere. I got reading, studying, life experiencing to do, and that's where I generate the thoughts and stuff that I use to help motivate you. So uh, for the past few days, if not past couple weeks or so, people have been really building up and, and, and well, not so much building up, but putting out and spending money on, on, on these lottery tickets. And I believe the Mega Millions jackpot has now climbed to $1.6 billion dollars making it the largest jackpot in USA lottery history. Now, let me say this. I have never purchased a lottery ticket in my life. I've never played the lottery. I've had, you know, on occasion, I've had people gift me a card, you know, not a card, a a lottery ticket for my birthday or what have you, and still didn't win. But this is what's bothering me. It, it has always bothered me when the, you know, the lotto numbers come up and everybody flocks to the convenience store and whatnot to buy lottery tickets. I'm trying to get my sub or my, you know, coffee or my, you know, uh, uh, chips or whatever. And now I'm stuck in line because somebody wants to, you know, throw every damn combination of numbers they known their whole life, their birth date, their mama's birth date, their baby's birth date. Uh, half their social security number plus their uh, baby daddy social security number, uh, all kinds of crazy combinations and whatnot. And I'm pissed because, you know, my sandwich is getting cold, my coffee's getting cold, you know, I, my, my soda's getting warm. I, I'm pissed off <laughs> about this stuff because it ain't like these people going to win. And if they do, I ain't never going to see them again. So why I got to suffer? Anyway, that's just me. But... What really bothers me the most, and I understand we all want to have fun and we all want to fantasize what would I do if I won, what would I, what, what, you know, and, and talk about all the crazy things we would do. I would go here, I'm on a plane somewhere, I would, you know, do this, that, and the, I get it. I get it. It's fun. We should, I'm not, I'm not knocking any of the fun, but here's the problem. There are too many cases of people who put the fun before the finance. And these people who put the fun before the finance wound up broke. I remember when I was a kid, there was this brother from Newark. And I was living in East Orange, which is the town, the city next to Newark. Uh, And there was a brother who won the lottery. And this brother had a, a trademark of sorts. He always wore this uh, this derby, this hat. And when they were putting out the commercials the year after or so, uh, and they're showing all the lottery winners, I won $10 million, I won $5 million, I won $1.6 million. And then the brother, you know, put, putting his thumbs up to himself, had his derby tilted to the side. He goes, $5 million bucks. And everybody got a kick out of that because a lot of people knew the dude, and he was a good dude. That brother was broke within a few years after winning his five million bucks. Why? He put the fun before the finance and he went broke. 
Well, nobody know. I don't need. I can't remember who the brother, what the brother's name is. I can, I can vaguely remember what it looked like. Can't forget that derby. Can't forget that hat, right? So, what, what, what? I understand. Listen, everybody gonna go to Dubai. Everybody gonna go, you know, buy the car, buy the house. I might, you know, they'd be like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna put some money in the church. You know, you ain't giving no money to that preacher. <laughs> You, you got more money than the preacher. You going to give him some? You ain't, ain't nobody giving no money to the church. Forget about it. it was the, matter of fact, there was a story in the news a year or so ago about a woman who hit the lottery, gave money to the church, and then the preacher tried to sue her for more money. See? So, you you listen. You can't put the fun before the finance. You got to be careful where that money goes. Something I always say about dreams and goals is... You know, you're very frugal with your money. You don't just share your money with everybody all willy-nilly. So you got to be just as frugal with your dreams and goals. You can't share your dreams and goals with everybody all willy-nilly. But now we're going to flip it because I'm going to talk about the money. I want to talk about the finances. All right. So what should you really do? Listen, let's put the fun to the side. If you hit the number and you win all that money, you're going to do all that fun stuff. There's this. Listen. Listen, there's the, the let, let me put this in a, in a matter of perspective. OK, there's going to be time and money for all the fun in the world. You will have more money. You should be able to have more money than you could possibly spend in your lifetime, which means you have the means to set your family up for generational wealth. See, if you win the lottery, you just got rich. The goal at that point should be to set your progeny up to maintain and build generational wealth. Okay, so let's put things into perspective. What should you really do before the fun? Before the fun, what should you really do? See, what people don't realize is they don't they they don't really just hand you a check for one point six million dollars if you hit that number. All right. First thing you got to do is I would say first thing you should do is get yourself a good lawyer. Not your cousin Floyd who's been doing your income tax because he work at H&R Block or he got, he's the only one in the family that got the Quicken program on their computer. All right, Hire yourself a real lawyer. Let me rephrase that. Retain yourself a real lawyer whose firm has business in handling this type of, of, of money and situation where they have good, solid financial planning in, in their repertoire, all right? So you have somebody who has a vested interest in your funds and you can trust that they know what they're doing in advising you what to do with your funds. One of the, another one of the things you have to realize is you have two options when you win the lottery. You can either take the money in a lump sum or you can get an annuity. Basically, an annuity is they break you off. You, you basically getting paid bit by bit over the course of a given period of time until the money is, is all doled out. And of course, I believe you can will that money to, you know, whoever, whomever as a beneficiary or whatever. But here's what I'm going to suggest you do. I'm going to suggest you take the lump sum, right? And people say, why would I do that? I'm going to tell you why you do that. The reason why people will ask why would you do that is because when you take the lump sum, 
they take all the taxes out. So you going you going you going you going kick you you're not getting 1.6 million dollars. I'm, I'm I was looking at an article on uh, cnbc.com and this article says that uh you going you going you going you going to come off if if you win the 1.6 the lump sum is going to be about 904.9 million dollars. So close to 905 million dollars. All right? Because they're going to take out the federal tax and in some cases, depending on where you live, they may take out state tax. So, I mean, still, $905 million is still $905 million. All right? And if you plan and work your money right, you could you can make up that extra $100 million if you do it right. If you don't make up that $100 million, you can set it up so your family makes up that $100 million. And you can have a billion-dollar family. All right? Where everybody is living their dreams and being productive people. Okay, but take the lump sum. You take the lump sum and then you begin educating yourself about money. See, I hear about all these trips and all of these uh, uh, vacations and cars and houses. One thing I don't hear nobody say is I'm going to educate myself. I don't hear anybody talk about that when they talk about what they're going to do with the money. All right. If you got nine hundred and five million dollars, you take the lump sum and you walk away with nine hundred and five million dollars. You ain't going to punch nobody's clock. You got all the time in the world, man. Look, you could you could you could rent yourself a house (laughs) or you could buy yourself a house near a college of your choosing. If you could get into the college. All right. If you make a significant enough endowment, (laughs) they'll let you in. But educate yourself. I'm joking about the rent in the house or whatever because your financial planner, your financial advisor from your lawyer's firm will tell you how to go about doing that correctly. So just throwing that out there as an idea, but find a way to educate yourself about what you have. Find a way to educate yourself about what you really want to do because now you're in a position where you can do anything you want in your life. So figure out what it is that you really want to do and educate yourself how to do it. Hell, if you want to become a musician, you won't have to worry about putting food on the table. You could take lessons for three, four hours a day and still have time to, you know, do whatever it is you want to do. You got nothing to worry about in terms of what, quote unquote, regular people got to worry about. If you got nine hundred five million dollars. All right. So take the lump sum. Begin. Uh, uh, get, get yourself an attorney. Take the lump sum. Start to educate yourself, all right? Next thing I want to tell you, all right, is watch your spending. Watch your spending. One of the shows I, I used to love to watch, I just kind of fell off from watching it, was Shark Tank. And in the same article that I was reading, uh, Kevin O'Leary, the guy who calls him, the bald-headed guy who calls himself Mr. Wonderful, all right, he says, the biggest mistake you can make if you come to that much money is drastically changing your spending habits. So one of the things you got to do is you got to watch those spending habits. All that, I'm going to take a trip, I'm going to buy a car, I'm going to buy a house, I'm going to buy the clothes, I'm going to buy the jewelry, I'm going to be, you know, blinged out and all that other stuff. You got to watch that. That's, that's, that's what happened to my man, five million bucks. He blew through his five million bucks in a whole lot of time, all right? Watch your spending. I was talking earlier about giving the church some money. You can break them off something. You know, as a matter of fact, break them off a little something and, 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 and make it anonymous. You don't need to shine. You don't need the spotlight. 
If you truly giving money to the church for the mission that the church is supposed to be about, then that's not between you and the church. That's between you and God. And God already know where you're coming from. And God already got your award, your reward stored for you for that, for being a good steward with your money that he blessed you with. If that's what you want to believe. So break the church off a little something, something and make it anonymous. All right. They may say, well, you know, he did it. He ain't want nobody. No. OK, whatever. If it's anonymous, it's anonymous. Ain't nobody got to know it came from you. People going. Here's the other thing. People going to be trying to count your pockets. You're going to come up with a whole bunch of new family, whole bunch of friends. All right. Everybody in their mama problem has become your problem. I'm reminded of an old episode of Sanford and Son where uh, he either hit the number or. Yeah, actually, he hit the number or he was gambling or whatever. And Fred Sanford came into, you know, a little bit of change. All right. And next thing you know, this one woman, one one of the relatives came over, had to have some kind of surgery. Another relative had to have the church needed a new uh, Aunt Esther's church needed a, a water heater, some nonsense. Like people gonna come out, hands are gonna be open. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You are gonna have to become an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, and, and it may not be by your choice, but you gonna have to you gonna have to say no. To some people, all right? Just because they know you don't mean, you know, you owe them, all right? Of course, you're going to take care of your closest family. If, if, if I was ever coming to some money like that, I'm going to take care of my wife and family. My wife and kids, they, shit, they in the pocket. They good, right? But I'm going to take care of my pops. I'm going to take care of my in-laws. I'm going to take care of my sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my nieces, right? I'm going to take care of my family. Okay, so that goes without saying, but everybody else, yeah, you know, hey, keep going, keep doing what you was doing, keep doing what you was doing. You got to let other people live their life so you can go live your life. Don't sit up there and go, you know, worrisome in the mind because you worried about what other people going to think about you. I once heard Method Man say, uh, um, rapper, for those who don't know, Method Man Say, you know, people ask me if I was going to change when I got money. He said, hell yeah, I'm going to change my clothes. I'm going to change my dress. I'm going to change my phone number. I'm going to change my drawers. I'm changing everything. And you're going to have to change. People are going to talk about you anyway. You know what they say? They talked about Jesus and look what they did to him. All right, so yeah, they're going to talk about you. Oh, he done got that money and he done changed. You damn right. Right? So watch your spending habits. Watch who you, you, like I said in the beginning, you don't just give your money away all willy-nilly. Now, and that's when you barely making it, you know, check to check. So when you really come into some money, don't sit up there and think, hey, you know, I, I got it. I got enough that I ain't ever got to worry about it again. Because the bottom line is, it's still more money going out than it is coming in. So that's why you got to have that financial advisor I was talking to you about when I was talking about educating yourself. But I'm talking about watching your spending right now. Yeah, treat yourself to something nice. Improve your house. Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world. That man been living in the same house for 40 years. That man drive a car that's worth less than $30,000. All right, that man drive a regular old sedan. He ain't got no driver. He ain't got no limo. All right, and this is, this, is, this is the man who said his secretary pays more in taxes than he do. All right, so educate yourself. Watch your spending. Do something nice for yourself. Get yourself something that you, you know, that you want, but... 
Don't don't put yourself out there like that. Because guess what? You could buy the big house. You could buy the big house cash. But guess what? You still got to pay taxes on that house. You got to pay utilities on that house. You could buy the, the mansion with, with 15, 20 rooms. And guess what? Depending on where you live, you're going to have to pay for the heat and or air conditioning on that 15, 20 room house with the guest house and the pool. You're going to have to pay for the upkeep of the pool. You're going to have to pay for the upkeep of the grounds. You're going to have to, listen, you walking around with that kind of money, you might have to pay for a security firm. to. You can't just get ADT. You got $905 million. You can't just get AT, A, A, ADT. You can't just get, what's that thing they're doing with the, with the camera on the doorbell? You can't get Ring just for your doorbell. You got $905 million. You're going to have to hire a security firm to watch out for you and your family. All right? Watch your spending. All right? You can sit up there, you can buy that Lamborghini. You can buy that Lamborghini like it's nothing. You can walk in, you can walk in the dealership like, what was the movie? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember the movie. The movie with uh, DMX and Steven Seagal. Uh, uh, oh, God, I can't remember the name of the movie. But DMX, the rapper DMX, walks into the car dealership, sits in a, lim- in, in a Lamborghini, revs the engine a couple of times, and, you know, has his man... Toss, snaps his finger, has his man toss a bag of cash to the sale, to the car salesman who tossed him the keys, right? And say, handle it. You could do that, all right? But this ain't no DMX, Steven Seagal movie. You, you, you could walk into the dealership with a bag of cash and hand it over and have your man sign the papers and whatnot, but you still gotta, you got you to you pay insurance on that. You got to pay for upkeep on that, right? You ain't going to just get a Lamborghini. You want the Lamborghini. You want the Porsche. Then you got to have the Range Rover, whatever, for the family, get around in and whatnot. You got to pay for upkeep on all that. You got to pay for oil changes on all that. You got to pay for tires and whatnot on all that. All that adds up. Watch your spending. Watch how you spend in that money, right? What you really need to be doing is putting money away. You need to, if you got $905 million, you could take a couple hundred million dollars and you need to start creating trusts. Trust funds for your kids, right? I'm using a lot of movies as references. If you remember the movie Bad Boys with Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, we don't know the full backstory, but apparently Will Smith's parents left him a lot of money in the trust fund. So he's being a cop because that's what he loves doing, but apparently he ain't really need that job, all right? So you need to establish some trust funds for your children. You need to establish trust funds for your children's children. Right. Put 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 a hundred million dollars away for your child. Say that he could only access X amount every some odd years. He can't touch this amount of money until he's 21. He can't touch this amount of money until he's 25. He can't touch this amount of money or she can't touch this amount of money until they're 30. Right. Set them up. Right. And in meantime, they should be getting educated. All they got to do is go to school. They ain't got to worry about working. They don't have to worry about getting a job per se. If they if they're getting a job for anything, it's about experience. And you got listen, money equals access. All right. So if you really got that kind of money, you could put your you you can meet the right people, make the right connections, get your children internships because they don't have to worry about paying no bills. So they can actually learn the trade or craft that they want to get into, so that they can do that. To be fulfilling people, to have to have fulfilling activities 
and it not be so much about the money, but at the same time, do what they love and make money doing it. And that just adds on to the family generational wealth, right? You got to watch your spending. Watch where you put in that money. You have to invest. And I'm not talking about, you know, just getting some stocks on E-Trade or something. You're going to have to really put, you need to, you need to incorporate yourself, when I say watch your spending, you need to incorporate yourself because guess what? Somebody come out the woodwork the same way, and I don't want to put a dimmer on this conversation, uh, but the same way people are coming out 20, 30 years after uh, an alleged incident saying, you know, somebody abused them, raped them, molested them, what have you. Somebody, any, listen, they say you can sue a ham sandwich. All right, you get somebody to come out and say you ruined their self-esteem because you were playing the dozens in third grade and they never recovered. And now you $905 million and they want to sue you for their low self-esteem in life. And if they tell a compelling enough story about how they became such a worthless person because you hurt their feelings when in fifth grade, you never know because people love to see people fall and people love to help people fall. Right. So you better incorporate yourself so they might come after you, the person. But if, if you got a significant chunk of your money tied up in your corporation, they can't sue the corporation. The corporation ain't do nothing to them. Right. But again, this is what your uh, 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 financial advisor and financial planner or your lawyer is going to tell you all about. Right. But you need to watch where your money is going. You need to watch where your money's going. Don't be like, uh, who is the guy? Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry, uh, old, who, who we believe to be the true father of rock and roll, um, used to go around. He would accept his payment in cash, and he would go around uh, uh, with, his, with his cash in a suitcase. Floyd Mayweather, walking around, hundreds of thousands of dollars in, in, in duffel bags and suitcases and whatnot. Right? Just, no, 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 no. Be careful where you put your money. Be careful. Watch your money. See where it's going. Make sure you know where it's going. Make sure you're up to date. Again, I said... Educate yourself about what you have. You have more money than anybody in your family has ever seen in all their lifetimes put together since they hit the shores of this country. White, black, whatever. Right? You better educate yourself on how to keep that money and maintain that money. It ain't about how much money you got. It's about how much money you keep. All right? So watch your spending. Watch where that money's going. Pay attention to that stuff. All right? Last thing I'm going to say. We should be the most important. Actually, you know, before I get into that, let me go back into what I was talking about before. Investing. Invest. Invest. Incorporate yourself and invest. Invest in some solid companies that, that, that aren't going anywhere. Right? Hell, invest in shoes. Invest in toilet paper. Toilet paper. Listen, shoes and toilet paper ain't going nowhere. So invest in paper. Invest in leather. Inve- <laughs> okay? Invest in things that you know ain't going nowhere. Invest in things that are human necessities. Because they ain't going nowhere. They can only get better, right? Invest in real estate. As long as there's a planet Earth, there will be real estate, right? You get on. Listen, McDonald's did not become the mega conglomerate it is off of hamburgers. McDonald's became the monster uh, conglomerate, the mega conglomerate that it is because of real estate. Do the research. Ray Kroc wasn't about developing the better burger format, making the better burger recipe. No, Ray Kroc was about real estate. Ray Kroc was a Ray Kroc is the man who bought McDonald's out. Some would say he stole it from two dudes who were really named McDonald. Okay, 
uh, they they didn't watch what they had. Somebody else came along and, and with a better plan and took it from them. All right. But my point being, they they uh, McDonald's got big off of real estate, invest in real estate, invest in land. Right. There's there's always going to be buildings on land so you can own the building. You can own the building. It's better to own the land under it because the bin, depending on the building, guess what? You also own the air above it, right? They, they listen. There are there are there are properties in New York where you actually when 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 these people these mega rich people buy buildings, all right? They actually pay for the rights to the air above the building. Jeez, listen. Educate yourself about this money. I'm trying to tell you, all right. And last thing I want to talk to you about should be most evident, actually. Pay off your debt. Pay off your debt. Listen, when uh, uh, Barack Obama signed his, excuse me, President Obama, because I really ain't calling it. I have yet to call this dude in the White House now president anything. But when when President Obama uh, made his first book deal, he got, he got a few million dollars. If I'm not mistaken, I think $7 million he got off of his book deal. Okay? He paid off his, he paid, he paid off his student loans. He paid off his student loans and he paid off his wife's student loans. Right? And, and, and so that's, that's what you got to do. Pay off your student loans. Pay off your bills. Pay, buy, pay off your house. Right? Pay off your house, determine what taxes are going to be, and just kick that money out to the town. You ain't got to worry about for a tax bill for, for quite some time. If you've already paid, pay it in advance. You know, pay it forward, if you will. But pay off your debt, right? So what you want to do is you want to minimize, you want to minimize any situation where there's more money going out than there is coming in, Right? And there's all kind. Listen, I'm telling you, the best thing you could do if you hit the lottery, best thing you could do if you get a raise on your job is to start educating yourself about money. You need to start teaching yourself how to have your money work for you, because if you hit this lottery or if you hit any lottery, you come into some money somehow, some way. Okay, you you should be in a position where your money is working for you more than you working for the money. What you want to do is you want to treat your dollars like they're soldiers, right? Now, you want those soldiers to go out into the world, and you want those soldiers to go out and not only conquer the world, you want them soldiers to come back home after they have recruited more dollars. The dollars you send out must come back home with more dollars. Yes? Yes. Sounds good? Makes sense? Thought it might. All right? And then enjoy life after you've done. Listen, I know it's a lot of work, but if you've got if you've come into enough money where you don't have the regular worries, you don't have to worry about the light bill. You don't have to worry about the car note. You don't have to worry about insurance. You don't have to worry about health care. You don't have to worry about the things that the average income or low income person has to worry about anymore. You need to start educating yourself so that you can maintain it for yourself and pass it on to your children. I did a I did a I did an episode 
uh, a while back about how old money becomes old money. You hit this lottery, that's all new money. That's all new money, right? Now, how does that new money that you came into become old money? When you're five generations in the dirt and your family is still living high off the hog and passing that money down and down and down and down and down, that, that is how your money becomes old money. And you could be the one to start that new cycle in your life. But you've got to put the time in first to educate yourself about how to handle that money. And once you've done that, once you've done that work, you have earned all of the treats and all of the benefits and all of the frills and whatnot to enjoy having that money. And, you know, like I said, I've never played a lottery ticket in my life. And if somebody were to gift me a lottery ticket and win, of course, I'm going to break them off something lovely, right? But I'm not putting my money out there like that. I don't see myself putting my money out there like that. Just giving it away for somebody else to win. I'm sorry. As positive minded as I am, that'd be one of the things that I'm a bubble buster about. I have to admit, I'm not perfect. <laughs> so that would be one of the things that I, I guess I would have a negative mindset towards that, that lottery. I'm not, I'm not falling victim to it. But in any case, for those of you who are out there who believe you got to be in it to win it. Hey, man, I wish you the best. I hope you win. And if you do win and you listen into this, I, I, I hope you you pay heed to what I'm telling you. And if this advice you find it valuable, uh, hit me up, email me. <laughs> you can break me off something too. <laughs> All right. So listen, I'm going to wrap this up right now. But, uh, you know, the best way you can come into your own financially is to educate yourself and find out what it is that you love. Find out what it is that you love so much that you do it for free, but you do it so damn well, people are going to pay you for it. And that's how you're going to begin finding your way to becoming financially successful and financially independent. There's a whole laundry list of books I could guide you to, but I don't have that kind of time right now. So you're going to have to do some research on your own if you really want to go about educating yourself. And I believe that if you follow these steps, whether you win or lose, and you come into any kind of money, just follow these steps that I've laid out for you, and you'll do well. Listen, I'm not rich. I'm not balling out of control. I'm a retired police officer living off of a pension, all right? But ain't nobody missing no meals in my house. <laughs> you guys take care of yourselves. This has been a great talk. Uh, I will be back very, very soon. Take care. This has been another episode of the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day.